Good morning, and welcome to the Moving Markets podcast on Tuesday, the 24th of January. My name is John T. Warris. I'm one of the investment writers at Julius Baer. And coming up on today's show, we'll be taking a closer look at the impact of China's reopening. And we'll also hear from our chief economist on the forecast for GDP in the US. But before that, I'll start us off with a brief overview of what's been happening in the markets. Well, making the headlines this morning is news that US car manufacturer Ford plans to cut 3,200 jobs across Europe. Ford CEO Jim Farley is cutting costs in a bid to save $3 billion to boost profits to help finance the $50 billion the firm is pouring into developing electric vehicles. Most of the redundancies will be product development and administrative roles based in Germany. The news comes after Ford already cut 3,000 jobs last year, mainly in the US. Taking a look at US market movements yesterday, the S&P 500 index closed up 1.2%, extending its surge to 12% versus the October low. Market sentiment is decidedly upbeat on the back of bets for less aggressive interest rate hikes than feared from the US Federal Reserve. The gains on Wall Street yesterday were led by tech stocks, and the tech-heavy Nasdaq 100 closed up 2.2%, marking its best two-day rally since November. Telecom and consumer discretionary stocks also posted strong positive gains. In fixed income, in New York trading yesterday, US two-year yields rose six basis points, up to 4.23%, while 10-year yields added three bips to 3.51%. Over to Asia now, where markets are trading firmly in the green this Tuesday morning. Australian stocks advanced 0.4%, while Japan's topic index rallied as much as 1.5%. Other markets in the region, including Hong Kong, Shanghai, Singapore, and Seoul, remain closed today, for Lunar New Year celebrations. In currencies, we saw generally sideways trading among the major crosses with quite some US dollar weakness. The US dollar yen cross is down 0.3% to 130.22, while the Kiwi dollar rose 0.2% against the dollar. The Bloomberg dollar spot index lost 0.1% with the greenback weaker versus all of its group of 10 counterparts. Taking a brief look at the commodities markets, Oil steadied as traders wait for fresh signals on the state of Chinese crude demand after the country ditched its COVID restrictions in December. Oil prices fell slightly on Monday as rising stockpiles in the US outweighed the optimism that Lunar New Year festivities in China are boosting demand. WTI crude is trading in the range of 81.50 to 81.88 a barrel. Copper closed up near its highest level in seven months and gold made a small gain. Bitcoin also closed up 0.6%. In terms of what we can expect for the day ahead, we'll see flash services and manufacturing PMI data are from France, Germany, the Eurozone, the UK and the US later today. And the Hungarian Central Bank is due to make its latest interest rate announcement this afternoon. Earnings season is in full swing and companies due to report earnings today after market close include tech heavyweight Microsoft. A brief look at the futures board shows stocks in Europe and the US heading for a strong open today with a sea of green across the board as investors' attention remains focused on central banks and US corporate earnings. And that's all from me for today. And now I'm pleased to hand over to Mathieu Racheté, Head of Equity Strategy, who share with us his views on China's reopening. Good morning, Mathieu. What do you have for us? Good morning, John T. Yes, as I mentioned, after nearly three years of zero COVID strategy, the leadership in China has changed course and scrapped most COVID-19 related restrictions in a short amount of time. And, uh, you know, this change in policy has 
quite an big impact on the global economy and also the investment landscape for 2023. So when it comes to growth, uh, we now see a better outlook for China and raised the GDP growth by 0.5% to 5.2% for this year. And it also increases our conviction that the Eurozone will be able to avoid the recession this year. And by the way, um, you know, if you look at the latest uh, survey of economists, consensus is now also moving into the non-recession camp for Europe as well. When it comes to inflation, uh, a big question is, of course, if this fast reopening of the Chinese economy will increase inflationary pressures across the globe again. Uh, we don't agree with that view um, because we think demand in China will only recover gradually. While at the same time, if you look at the supply side in China, such as factory output and supply chains, this will likely recover at a much faster pace. Therefore, we don't think this will be inflationary for the global economy. So what does that mean in terms of investments? Uh, we see plenty of opportunities out there. If you look here in the currency space, um, the Chinese renminbi has already rallied quite a lot uh, on the reopening news over the past weeks. So we would chase that. We rather see opportunities outside of China, um, such as the Australian and New Zealand dollar, but also some European export currencies and some particular Asian emerging market currencies, which uh, benefit uh, from increased trade there. In fixed income, we see continued outperformance uh, for Chinese credit, both investment grade and high yield, based on the ongoing reopening and also the strong policy support as the government prioritized economic recovery ahead of its long-term policy goals. And, you know, just uh, more broadly speaking here, the reopening together with the peak in the US dollar and US rates should also help emerging market debt outside of China to continue to perform well this year. When it comes um, to equities, if you look here at Chinese equities, we believe that the reopening optimism is already largely priced in by now, but the Chinese market may resume its rally after the current consolidation but driven by a different driver of policy loosening. Apart from that, you know, if you look outside of China, we also see opportunities in, in Asia ex China equities and also some single lines in Europe, which are heavily exposed to the Chinese uh, economy. And finally, if you look uh, here in commodities, uh, our commodities team would not chase the current rally in metal prices that we have seen. There should be a better energy uh, opportunity arising over the course of the year. And when it comes to the energy space there, you know, the reopening doesn't really change the fundamental picture there. So our team still sees energy prices trending lower from current levels. So that's it in brief. Thanks for listening. And if that back to you, Chanti. Thanks very much for sharing your insights with us, Matthew. Also with us this morning, we have our chief economist, David Cole, with an update on the latest US GDP forecast. Over to you, David. Thanks, uh, Chanti, and uh, good morning to everybody. Yes, so outside China, probably U.S. GDP numbers out this week are one of the most interesting uh, economic indicators to watch. Um, so our expectations is that uh, the U.S. economy did actually quite good uh, in the last three months of last year. So definitely this is rather backwards looking, and but it still gives some hints and some indications how the momentum in the U.S. economy is. Um, we think uh, that private consumption still is a driver which has supported economic growth and surprisingly probably uh, also business investment. Uh, there are indications that this has done quite well in the last three months of, of this year, despite uh, that service indicated uh, um, depressed sentiment, uh, both on the consumer side, but also on the business side. 
And despite the fact that interest rates had been uh, higher and uh, financial conditions had been tightening, usually this goes against uh, investment. Um, we don't expect that business, invest, that business investment really suffered from it. What suffered, and this, uh, had been, uh, this is firmly expected, and we have seen that already in a number of indicators, is the housing dynamics. So construction is much more interest rate sensitive, and this will probably continue to be a drag on economic growth. Putting all together, uh, our expectations is this 2.2% economic growth. That's definitely a slowdown from the previous quarter. And this is important to note uh, as it goes in the uh, story, uh, which is uh, in favor of what the Fed uh, takes out of that uh, in terms of this uh, gross momentum in the U.S. So gross momentum is slowing, remains positive. Uh, that's uh, good news both for the Fed uh, and also for financial markets. At the same time, we have seen uh, also in the second half of last year that inflation has been slowing. So in terms of a good economic numbers, which will be reported this week, we are not that worried that this will drive the Fed to more aggressive monetary policy. We still think the most likely path of future monetary policy is that the Fed will follow its talk that they want, that they need to do more on the interest rate side. So the expectations of 25 basis points uh, rate hike on the next meeting of the Feds, they will be rather firmed uh, by this uh, GDP print to expect later uh, later this week. Uh, and in terms of uh, gross momentum, this is probably uh, one of the more positive news, and it highlights that most of the gross pessimism we have seen in the US and we have seen also around the globe is rather concentrated on the sentiment side, on the sentiment indicators, on survey indicators, where people are basically asked, uh, how is the environment right now? How are uh, the general outlook for the economy? There, uh, we still see some remaining negative uh, sentiment when it comes to hard economic data in terms of production, in terms of retail sales. Uh, then we observe in the US uh, that they come out much better uh, than probably the sentiment suggests. Uh, and we expect a confirmation with that uh, when U.S. GDP numbers will be reported uh, for the last quarter later this week. And with that, back to you, Yonji. Thank you very much, David, for sharing your thoughts with us. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you for tuning in, and please do join us again tomorrow. Goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Wealth Insights is a podcast series where Julius Bear experts discuss topics from a wealth management perspective, whether it's starting a business, preparing for retirement, or transferring wealth to the next generation, our experts provide answers to the relevant questions. Available now on all good platforms, search for Wealth Insights on your favourite podcast player.